everybody. Welcome back to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you work, serve, volunteer in a ministry anywhere, any type of ministry, this is the podcast you want to subscribe to, you want to be listening to on a regular basis. It's all about those who serve and work in a ministry. Today, we're continuing part two of our series, Lines You Can't Cross. And here it is, working poorly when no one's watching. That's a line you can't cross. And you go, well, Chad, that's kind of obvious. Chad, that's kind of uh, elementary. I I know I should be work hard. I'm not perfect at it, but I know I should. But listen, listen, this is the deal. What you do when no one's looking says the most about you. And here's the key. You're the only one that hears that conversation. Hmm. Every one of those hidden moments, listen to this, is a building block of your future. This is why What's happening? What's going on as you're serving, as you're practicing as a musician or or you're working in this part of the ministry or you're cleaning or whatever it is you're doing is so important the way you do it behind the scenes. Now, listen, we we know that uh, a lot of things we do in ministry can go unseen. They do go unseen. Uh, Those moments, each one of them, listen listen to me, each one of those moments that goes unseen, they count. They all matter. And here's a key. What's at stake in those moments is rarely understood in those moments. You see, what's going on in your heart, what's being made up in your life, what's going into your future in those moments when you're making decisions and you're, and you're, and you're living where no one sees what's going on, those things are affecting your future. They're absolutely important. And how important they are is rarely obvious. It says a lot about you. But the only one who hears that conversation is you. See, it's your choice whether or not the secret you, the real you, the the, the real motivations of your heart, whether they're right or wrong. Over in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is, is teaching and he warns the people there. He said, listen, do not be like the Pharisees. All the good that they do, they do so men will notice. They do it so people will see. But what you do in secret, God will reward openly. Now, we like to say, oh, man, that's cool. You know, and I know what I'm, I'm being faithful and I'm, and I'm working and, and, and I'm doing my best and God's going to reward me. So does that mean we should always do best so that we are rewarded? And no, that is not what Jesus is trying to convey there. Although that, that will happen. You will get rewarded openly. And that's true. But listen, what he's saying here is there is a principle here at work that clearly shows us that how we live in secret affects us. What happens in no, when no one's looking? Our thoughts, our motives, these are all building blocks of our character, our intentions. Our true nature is most visible to us when we are acting and make decisions when no one else is looking, when we won't be judged by our boss or our friends or our pastor or our leaders. Sometimes we think... Not even God is seeing it, but he's seeing it. That's for sure. He's seen it. You see, those moments matter so much, and they seem insignificant. Like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, my brain is just kind of frazzled. I'm going to jump on social media for 10 minutes. You know, I'm going to run to the restroom. I'm going to take a few extra minutes because I just... I just, you know, I'm just, this work is driving me crazy today. Or I'm just so unmotivated about learning this song. Or I'm just, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to another youth leader meeting. Didn't we already have 10 meetings in the last two days? Oh my goodness, I don't want to have to study this stuff. I'll read it when when I'm supposed to teach it, but I don't want to study it right now. 
all those decisions. They seem small in the moment. They seem insignificant. I am telling you, they are the building blocks of your future. Do not think for a second that every single one of those decisions is not changing your future. Listen, this is how it works. Over in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation because I I just thought it said it so well. It says this, verse 7, do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. This is where the verse comes to. You'll you'll reap what you sow. Verse 8, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Now, the sinful nature, we think, oh, Chan, I'm not out, you know, committing adultery and doing drugs and all those things. I I just was a little unmotivated. Yeah, but that's not right. I mean, not not that you're having a problem with motivation. That actually happens all the time, and there's ways to deal with that. What I'm saying is to, to not do your best, to not give your best, it's a selfish motivation. That is not a godly motivation. It is a self-centered motivation. It is saying, I don't feel, I don't want, I'm not motivated, I don't care, I'm tired, I've done this before, I don't think it's important. But none of that is actually, God said it's not important. God said I shouldn't do this. God said not to work my best. See, it's, it's a sinful nature motivation. Its base is sin and its effect is death and decay. Now let's continue reading verse 8. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life for the Spirit. Verse 9. So let's get let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the just right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we do not give up. Your faithfulness matters. I've said it on previous podcasts, faithfulness is the hardest seed to grow, but it is the hardest seed to kill. You see, or the hardest fruit to kill. Your faithfulness in those moments, they will sustain you through some foolishness. They will become a mercy and a blessing on your life when you just don't deserve it. There's a whole thought process we don't have time to get into. So verse 9, let's get let's not get tired of doing what's right. At just the right time, we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Listen, this section of scripture applies to so many things. But right now, we're, we're just really focusing on how it applies in serving in the ministry. So times, So many times in ministry. We forget that what we're doing, even when those aren't looking, is it matters. It counts. It counts as far as righteousness. You know, if my, my pastor, I, I actually work at a church. That's the ministry I serve in. My pastor doesn't want to pay me not to work. I mean, I, I, since I, I'm a head over my department, I spend a lot of um, spend a lot of money, and, and and there is actually some accountability there, but not complete. So I have some leeway on what we do and don't spend in some areas. And I'm telling you, listen, I consider it hard. I think about it. How much could this money be doing? How how much could this money be blessing a missionary? How many books could this be printed in different languages? All kinds of stuff. You see, as you're working. 
your section of the ministry, your part of the body of Christ that you are to care for and to grow your personal responsibility over that section of the kingdom, it's yours. You've got to take it and do your best with it. And if you don't do your best with it, not only is it a reflection of your heart, but it's affecting your future. So many times in ministry, we forget that what we're doing is feeding our future. It's planting seeds, listen to this, in our hearts and in our minds. And those seeds become who we are. You see, if we have a problem being lazy about stuff and you continue to do that, you're just watering that seed. That laziness is producing more fruit. And I guarantee you, it's not limiting itself to one part of your life. You'll begin to come lazy in prayer, studying your Bible. You'll begin to become lazy at admitting when you're wrong, not wanting to be quick to correct yourself. You'll become lazy with your health, die before your time. All that kind of see every single one of those little things we do matter. And one of the lines we can't cross is working, serving, doing the ministry that we've been handed, our portion, doing it poorly when no one's watching because each one of those decisions are seeds in our future. They're becoming who we are. See, over, over in Galatians, it's saying, all this together is saying, listen, however you're living, if you're living according, according to or by the, the desires and the sinful nature that you have, you're going to reap death, and corruption, and heartache. They're absolutely coming. That's what it says there in verse 7. God will not be mocked. If that is the type of life you live, that is the type of reward you will receive. And God's not going, man, I'm going to show that guy because of the way he lived. It's just you've been given authority over your own life to make of it whatever you want. Whether you want God in it or not is up to you. But, but praying and reading the Bible is not the only part of good living. There is actually good living. You actually have to put actions to those things to those righteous principles that are in your heart. Listen, let, let, let's break it down to, let's break it down to be practical with it. Getting on social media during work, taking unnecessary phone calls, trying to set up something with a friend, what kind of, you know, where are you going to go see a movie after work or do this or after band practice, texting while at work. Man, people have whole text conversations. Send 50, 60 texts in 10 minutes. Why is it, why aren't you, why isn't that waiting? Well, let me tell you why it's not waiting. Because whatever you're doing is simply more important than the ministry you are assigned to in that moment. There's no other way around it. You don't get to see it any other way. It'd be different if your mom is texting you and saying, listen, I am in the back of an ambulance on the way to the hospital. I've broke my leg or something. This is something we should take care of. But your friend is like, oh my gosh, I just found this online. This is the coolest thing ever. Did you see this video? And you're taking this time? You're taking the time to do this and do that? Listen, that's not appropriate. That's not appropriate. You're at band practice and you're over there on your phone while the leader's trying to talk to you about, about something they want to do. You're in a staff meeting and it looks like you're taking notes on the meeting. No, no, no. You're on the internet. You're on Facebook. You're on Instagram. You're responding to an email that could be that could wait for hours. It could wait for days, but you're just bored in the staff meeting, not really giving regard to what's being said. So, boom, there you go. Just sending out my my email. Just just taking care of the house cleaning, taking some things off my to do list because it's kind of out of order. Listen, I'm talking to you real. These are things I've done. These are things I've done. 
So listen, when you make those decisions, this is what's going on in your life. You're feeding one nature or the other. That's why working hard when no one's looking is a line, or I should say working poorly when no one is looking is a line you can't cross. It seems small, but it's actually significant. See, in the moment when you're making that decision not to be faithful in that area of ministry, you don't really see all it's about to do in your future. But the word of God says, do not be arrogant. You need to know this. Whatever you sow, you will reap. It's important for us. It is important to the ministry. Listen, people's lives are at stake. You know, like Chad, I, I volunteer to vacuum and clean the restrooms at my church. What are you talking about? People's lives are at stake. Well, is there anybody that attends your church? Whether it's 30 people or it's 3,000 people or it's 30,000 people, how many people are going to attend your, your church? If when you open the doors, a flood of urine and poop smell hits you in the face, they're like, no, I ain't going to church here. They're going to miss out. And, and I know that seems kind of obvious. It seems kind of gross. But listen, every little thing matters. Walk in, there's stains all over the carpet. Walk in, there's lights out. They'll be like, man, their God's not that important. Man, what they do here, they say it's important, but I can look around the building and see it's not important. I can look at them during a band practice and see to those worship leaders and those band members that what they do on Sunday morning is not important. Why? Because there's 12 of them on the stage and three of them are on Instagram while the worship leader is teaching from the Bible. See, this is real life. It's real life. And if you begin to value the wrong things, listen to me, you will continue to value them and they'll produce death in your life. But if you will value the right things, if you won't cross that line, you say, listen, I'm going to be faithful. I'm at band practice or I'm in this, this department head meeting and they're talking and my department head says, man, I got a scripture I want to say, man, I'm ready. Tell me the scripture. I'm ready to hear it because I believe it's good. I believe it's right, and I'm going to serve, and I'm going to be my best. Whatever my leader wants, man, I am going to exceed their expectations, and I'm going to honor God while I do it. This is the way we should be working. This is the way, and it takes, listen listen to here, it takes a relationship with God to where you are serving others as if you were serving him, not forcing yourself, but it's the fruit of your life to do that. Now, see, we talk about that in episode one. In the very first podcast I did, I talk about how important that relationship with God is because what you want in ministry is for the ministry that you have, you want it to be a fruit. You don't want it to be forced. You want it to be a fruit. It's best when it's a fruit of who you are. Now, listen, I just want to mention this over in Matthew chapter 25. I'm going to end with this, the parable of the talents. This, in there, the master, he gave away talents to three servants, and then he left them alone, did not watch over them, knowing that when he returned, he would know what happened in secret because he'd see the fruit of it. And sure enough, one of his servants did everything he could. Actually, two of them did everything they could with their talents. And he said, well done. You were a faithful servant. Now, listen, I gave you only a little, and you were completely faithful faithful with it. That proves to me 
you're ready for more. I can tell you as a department head at my church, I watch the people under me, how they do the little things. And when they care enough to do the little things right, when they, when they are really focused on doing right, no matter who's watching, no matter how small or insignificant or even how motivated they are to do it, when they're doing those things right, I know they're ready for more responsibility because I need to hand them things that are more precious, that affect more lives, that cost more money. I need to know as their leader that they're going to cherish it and do right with it and honor the vision. It's important. I also know this. If they are not doing right at home, their home is a mess, their, their, their finances are a mess, their relationships are a mess, they're not spending time in the Word, not spending time at prayer, it will absolutely carry over into work. And there's been people I've had to let go because of that. Listen, one of the lines we cannot cross is working poorly when no one's looking because it matters. Who we are, who we are when no one's looking says the most about us, but it's a character issue. So you're the only one who hears that conversation. Whether you correct it or not, it's up to you. But know this, it's absolutely going to affect your future and it's nothing to be fearful of. None of us are perfect. Remember, God judges by the heart. But I tell you, a person who will get their heart behind doing right all the time, my goodness, how valuable they become in ministry. I am just telling you, no matter where you're serving in ministry, if you are cutting the grass or you are the second man in charge, even the top person at your ministry, someone who is faithful to the vision to work and give their best, no matter what, my goodness, you just, you cannot pay them enough money. You cannot thank them enough. They are so valuable and successful ministry is absolutely built by those types of people. And you can be one of them. It is not too hard. It is not out of your reach. It is not out of your grasp. Hallelujah. One of the lines we cannot cross, we got to work good. We got to work hard. We got to be faithful in the little things because they matter. And whatever we sow, I guarantee you, you're going to reap it. Listen, that's all we got time for on today's podcast. We've got a couple of more of these lines you cannot cross. Don't miss them. And uh, that's it. Oh, wait. If you, if you like the podcast, share it with somebody. Send us an email, ministrystaffpodcast at gmail.com or check us out on the website. You can drop us a message there. Talk to you again. Talk to you again.